0: welcome to another episode of the flow road podcast this is edgar Traves. Uh, today we have my good friend emron on the podcast uh, we talk quite a few things we talk bojack we talk internet security and uh, we talk quite a bit about race uh, it's not really what i would like to speak about on the podcast but i think it's you know we have thoughts on the subject matter, and I thought it was good to share. Anyway, if you want to support the podcast, head on over to shop.theflowroadpodcast.com. Again, that's shop.theflowroadpodcast.com. Now on with the show. He was was basically running super fast as this explosion was like slowly getting bigger and so he had to figure out how to uh
1: oh yeah, the, I, 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 yeah i I remember it okay, yeah okay yeah so that this that, was like first or second season right
0: it's something like that yeah like yeah. the first or second season it, it was a strong episode it was a really strong episode i think it was one of the strongest but that first season i think was was great um the, i had a problem oh, i'm gonna interrupt you we should start the podcast yes we keep. Yeah, we just, we just kept going. So anyway, um, I'm Edgar Otra and today I uh, have uh, my good friend Emron, and we're going to be talking about TV, uh, not trying to talk too much about politics, but if it happens, it happens. Um, so we were just talking about the, the Flash, right? And how my favorite episode
1: is, is the one where they did Flash Time. Whereas I have kind of tried to forget a lot about the show because it it got really repetitive and boring and weak weak, but that's okay. Everyone can like their own thing. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm still,
0: oh man, I, I I I I was hanging on, just to so like, I'm like, there's a for that one good solid episode every season, <laughs> and there's always a good couple solid episodes that happen every season, uh, and, and again, flash time is probably one of those that's my favorite. Uh, I think the first season was pretty strong. But after that it just kind of just
1: kind of went downhill. But did you watch that show on Amazon about superheroes actually being bad guys? Oh, I can't remember what it's called right now. Dude, The Boys? Yes, that was an awesome show. That show yeah, is I,
0: it. I that fucking show is awesome. I I I remember seeing it. I was like, "Oh no." Like another superhero show, show, uh, I'm I'm gonna watch it because I'm just gonna I because I watch all this shit, you know. I love all this shit, so I said, okay, I'll watch it. And then like you get introduced to the Superman type character, and then you're like, oh, you know, I guess he's kind of bad. And next thing you know, I'm like, this this show, like I don't know where it was. I think it was, but it was early, like in the first episode. I was hooked. And I yep. think it was that part where the uh, protagonist gets, uh, gets his uh, love interest just basically obliterated right in front of his face. And that, that was like the first five minutes, right?
1: I can't remember. Uh, it was early. It, it was early, but much later on, the scene that was loud, was like, damn, like, these guys aren't bad, but these guys are really bad. It's when he's on the plane, he's like, can't do anything. Peace out. Yeah. Oh. <laughs>
0: That was interesting, yeah. but he had, he had, he had a reason though, too. He didn't just say, okay, fuck this, sh- you know, I, I'm, I'm out. Yeah.
1: He, they, they couldn't be involved with it if it failed or something like that. Right.
0: Exactly. Because he knew he wasn't going to be able to say the, like lift the the ship. He needed something to, he's strong enough. Sure. But he can't actually lift anything. In that. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's in air. He's in the air. So he's like, what am I supposed to do? You know? And so then he, he didn't even want to try. Like one of the things he could have done was like fly everybody off one by one by one. You know, maybe throw them into the water or something. Maybe you know save them that yeah. way. But he didn't even want to try. He was like, "Fuck this! It's not gonna work. I'm done." And he he just left. And I, I was that was dark. That was fucking dark. That was it's. the show is so good. The show is so fucking good. And spoiler alert, you know, if if you haven't seen the show, but. I'm telling you, like right at the end, I think one of the best things about the, the show is they, they, they took what was in the comic books and they have kind of uh, rewritten some of it. But at the end, the 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 reason that was what, his name the butcher, yeah. the, the butcher character, he's he's after um,
1: what's his name? What's the name of the, the Superman type character? I don't know. I saw the show months ago. I don't even thought about it until we're talking about the flash. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Heartland or, um, yes, yes. All right. I'm going to Google it right now. Okay. I forget, Is that I allowed? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Go for it. Oh fuck. What's his name? Uh, Heartlander or.
1: Yes, it was Heartland. I'm pretty sure the boys.
0: Homelander Homelander.
1: That makes so much more sense. Home yeah. Lander. Yeah. Homelander. There we go.
0: So Homelander, um, like he was just after home <laughs> yeah you, he's uh currently showing me the uh the, the picture of homelander oh does my screen not record uh well no both of our screens record but
1: nobody's gonna see the screens unless oh, okay. you
0: want me to i can put it on youtube but i'd rather not just... no
1: no i just i actually just assumed because you're recording it um 'Cause normally when you say record it's just the microphone. But this is the first time recording with a camera as well. Yeah, we're recording with the
0: camera as well. I just assume
1: that this was being voice recording with No, being put up there as a video as well.
0: Yeah, I I I I don't wanna do that. Uh mostly because um I cuss and I um and there's a lot of other things I'm afraid that I, I don't wanna be found, to be honest. Uh, I want to be able to like promote the podcast and and uh but express myself freely. I, I don't want to be canceled because I said something off the cuff and didn't really think about what I was saying cuz we're we're just we don't we're not we're not a scripted show. We're just talking what we're saying right off the top of our heads. Um God forbid I say something stupid, which is stupid is
1: that. okay. Stupid and defensive is the problem. Yeah. Yeah. That's got honest, most most of on the cuff is stupid. Let's just let's just say straight out that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean,
0: like I said, this show's not scripted. We don't have professionals telling us how to, you know, say what we're saying. Uh we're not and we're not
1: fans, don't say anything, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So
0: that's that's why I'm not putting that's more than anything is why I don't want to put the video on on uh, If we ever got to a point where we're like, you know, like Joe Rogan or You know, one of some of these other cats that are free to do what they want. And yeah, you know, but we're not, we're not that. But anyway, um, so. Oh, did you watch Bojack? I have to ask. I I, told you, you have to watch it. I watched Bojack. I watched like four or five episodes. I got into as far as, uh, I think the furthest I got was where he tried, where the, um, the one of the supporting characters, uh, what's his name? Uh Todd Chavez. Yes. The roommate. He he makes um Oh, the rock opera. The rock opera. And uh that yeah, that's as far as I got. Uh, I saw everything else with the Sarah Lynn and the um the book he's supposed to be writing and the the ghostwriter he's got. So there's all this All this stuff. It's when I started watching. I first of all, like my impression of the show, like not ever watching it but seeing commercials and stuff. I'm like, oh, that seems weird, you know. But I never, never thought about watching it, right? Until you brought it up. So I was like, okay, well, Emron likes it, so I better check it out. So I start watching it. I'm like, oh, okay, this is interesting. Like I didn't know anything about the show. I just thought it was like a talking horse, and he does weird shit. But he's not just a talking horse. He's a He's a former. He's a has been, right?
1: He's yeah, be, yes. He's he's Will Arnett. Huh? It's Will Arnett, right? Will Arnett. Yeah, that's the actor playing Bojack. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. But he's um, he basically plays um. What's the name? Uh, the Charles in Charge. You know who that? You know that show? It's an American show. Basically, it's it's what that show is, or what he was. In his,
1: i thought it was like the cosby show he had a cosby sweater and like being family values and stuff yeah. like i didn't watch the cosby show either to be honest but um yeah like i obviously i know who cosby is even if i didn't know before everything recently i knew who he was from tv yeah um so i had that impression of like you know wholesome family guy says comedy to get out of situations and then like you said, he's a husband now, though. It's been, like, 20 years.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, Charles in Charge, um, and, and this, I think, is where it takes inspiration from. Although, in real life, I don't know what happened to the actor that played Charles in Charge. But Charles in Charge was the guy who was Chachi in the Happy Days. Do you, you know Happy
1: Days? I know I know of Happy Days. Like, I watched this when I was, like, Happy Days was on when I was a very small child. So, I know the theme tune. I know, hey, but yeah, that's yeah. about as far as it. Yeah.
0: So um, anyway, there's, there's an, there's a young man. He ended up after happy days going to this show called Charles in charge and Charles in charge is basically a Manny who watches over these kids and uh, which is basically what the show is, yes. it's, you know, to a certain extent, a, a young single guy who probably should be spending his time chasing girls. Instead he's raising kids. Right. And he's a you know good person yeah. on, on the show. But um, and so one of the things I thought about the character, like uh, Bo Bojack, I thought, oh, maybe he was always a nice guy, and then it's after this show and he realized all this, you know, uh, he he became a husband, like he became the asshole that he was. But then when Sarah Lynn was introduced, he you realize, oh,
1: he was always an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they. so I, I don't want to give away too much to you because it's just gone for six seasons and I hope, I hope you will love it as much as I do. Mm-hmm. But it's got such good character development and like all of the arcs. So like without giving too much away, so you just watched the episode with Todd, right? Yeah. And I can't remember the, that video game that he gets obsessed with. It's like Tetris, like some knockoff of Tetris. Yeah, yeah, it's a Tetris game. Right. <laughs> it's so, like
0: heads will roll or something yeah, like that. Decapitation. Decap-
1: or- yeah, Decapathon. Uh, that was it. Yeah. Um uh, so the woman who was the actress that BoJack paid to like yes. make him see the thing, right? Yes. This event leads her to go on a whole six-season six arc of like craziness that doesn't get resolved until like the second to last episode. Are you serious? Yeah, and like, this kind of thing constantly happens throughout the show. It's, it's, it's like what Game of Thrones should have been. Yeah. When you had all these like snippets of like storyline that were just never talked about again. Yeah. This actually like closed off, and it's, I, I was very skeptical at first because it's animated. I was like, ah, what? Well, you know, it's a kids show, probably, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I just, I just happened to watch it because I was too lazy after Netflix finished one show. <laughs> I finished <a> <laughs> for the next show, and I was like, all right, I'll give it a go. And then I just went. I watched the trailer and clicked to watch and played it. I was like, all right, you know. And I was like, oh, this is great. i love i i love because that
0: was one of my questions for you was why did you start watching this show and i love the fact that the reason you started watching it is that you were just too lazy to like reach over to the
1: remote and change it to something else so it wasn't like because you still because it plays the commercial right and you said all you have to do is click one button and it's bang it's the next show is already on and this is like netflix knows me like it just knows me yeah Oh yeah.
0: That's fucking the lo- The uh, algorithms that they write for that shit is they're, they're, they're good. All these like search engines and all this shit, but
1: Oh, you know, they're listening to this right now, right? Wh- who's that? Google, whatever. You know, oh so- yeah. yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure. Oh, this is, this was creepy. The other, the other day I was talking to this name, uh about, you know, shaving certain areas of my body. <laughs> uh offensive and can get nicked, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. For so a few yeah. days after that conversation with Disney, <laughs> out of nowhere, YouTube plays me a commercial of a trimmer that will not cut your ballsack.
0: Yes, the manscaping thing, huh?
1: Yeah, and I was like, "Wait, I've not searched anything online about this. I have not, you know, I don't watch manscaping videos on YouTube where it plays a commercial for it. All I had is had this conversation with Dustin in the past about, you know." Accents happening sometimes, and they just play me a commercial. That's creepy.
0: Yeah. That's, that's, that's hilarious. Uh, the, I've had the same, the same experience. Not exactly about uh, trimming the ball sack, but mostly, yes, uh, I'm just talking, or I had searched something. The creepiest shit is I have two different machines, right? Two different machines. One is a work machine, and the other machine is my personal machine. Right. So the one is from the office. I will search something on the one machine, you know, and it will show up on the other one.
1: Because Google knows your profile. It knows that you're, these two accounts are the same person.
0: Different profiles. Because I'm using a work profile. I have a I have a Google. Oh, no,
1: what I mean is Google Google knows that these two profiles are actually the same person.
0: Oh, for sure. The, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I never thought of it that way, but that they pro- it probably does. It has like to. For,
1: yeah, for my phone, I have two Google profiles. I have my work, I have my work Gmail and my personal mm-hmm. Gmail, all both on my phone. So like everything is crisscrossed over. So when I'm on my work computer or personal computer, does it? It's all together, right? And yeah. the, all it needs is that. Like for you, it might just be an IP connection. It'd be like, well, he uses this computer at this IP location and hit another IP location. We can see that this is an office. Like it, it's not like it's not. An individual like looking at you personally, but like we can connect the dots. It's just the algorithm, they know everything about everything. They, they know that they, this IP address is this business. They know that yeah. you work at this business, you know.
0: All they need is something to ask for that information and they'll pull the connections.
1: Yeah. It's, I mean, it's... We, we do some, I do something somewhat similar manually when I do like a fraud check of somebody online where I'm trying to kind of piece together all those bits of information on the internet to make a full profile of someone. But they have Google to do it. They, like, I'm just, you know they are Google. Sorry.
0: Yeah, that's fucked up, man. That's it's it's. I mean, it's one thing if you, for example, pull that information, right? Because that's pre-available information. Well, not only that, but it's a person that's doing it, right? So there's there's a certain amount of of thought behind it, and it's targeted. It's 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 um, it. Don't get me wrong. Still feels pretty fucking invasive, but.
1: Mm, yeah. Invasive.
0: Yeah, but like when you add the like the computer factor, where you just can just where you can just batch process some shit, and now you have you have done what you've done, but instead of one person, you could you could affect the whole population, and that is the creepy shit. That is the fuck. That's the shit that's like fuck.
1: So uh, not to go into politics too much, but policing. Uh, did you hear about the woman who touched a police car and how they found her?
0: No, I did not hear about the touching of the uh, police car. Or, or oh, this was the-
1: a Caucasian woman who touched a police car during the riots. Mm. Uh, they they saw what T-shirt she was wearing. She realized it was a custom made T-shirt, so they found that T-shirt on Etsy. Found the buyer. They were able from that they were able to see which profiles liked it and all that, and they were able, from that they were able to find the LinkedIn. No, sorry, the Instagram, and they were then able to arrest that person. And it, well. So first of all, obviously they're like, well, you know, this kind of crime happens all the time. But because it happened on a police car, you actually do your job. That's you know, you could have, you could probably find this out all the time. But yeah, that's the kind of stuff that I do when I'm working as well. I'm like, oh, okay, I've got their, I've got their email address. Let me see. I can from their email address, I can find sometimes their address, their phone number, their, where they work. Um, I can find their Facebook page. I look at their Facebook page to be like, okay, this person's booking a very expensive reservation in India on their Facebook page. They talk about going to India next month. You know, that that's the kind of things I do.
0: That is fucking crazy.
1: Sometimes though, it's funny because I'm like, well, like this happens actually more often than you think. Where I'm like, well, the name on the name of this person is uh, a female name, but the name of the email is a male name, and i will like, try and Google connections. And I'm like, oh, it's a transgender prostitute. Uh... And I'm not joking. I, the amount of times that I I do these fraud checks, and I'm like, oh, it's a transgender prostitute, because they book last minute at cheap. Nasty hotels where most people don't like to stay, which flags us because we're like, well, why is nobody going to say These white people looking at it. And yeah, the name thing.
0: Now, wow. these, people,
1: these people don't want people to know that they're, you know, they are transgender or whatever. They're just using their email because it's connected with their, like, shopping habits. But I'm seeing the name that they're going to put on the reservation. Which <laughs> is the name that they're selling under to their, you know, prospective client.
0: Oh Jesus Christ, man! That's 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 fucking crazy. Would you, so, would,
1: would you like to know how much information is available on the internet just by your email, by by your phone number?
0: I actually don't. I don't want to. I don't want to know. I mean, tell me, but don't tell me about my personal information.
1: Uh, we did. And so it's really funny. I did this for a colleague at work in a meeting. It was a presentation about the the how we do fraud and stuff, and he was like, "Yeah, do me." And through that, we found a 10-year-old video of him on YouTube, topless, in bed being all like sexy, cool 20-year-old. Trying to hit on, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, he was like so embarrassed. Uh, kind of <laughs> he was like, how is that connected to my phone number? And I was like, it just is, mate.
0: <laughs> Holy shit. You know, oh, get this. So, So I've been getting these emails and they keep telling me, oh, Edgar you know we found you out we know what you've been looking at you know all the dirty little videos i even know what your password is it's like blah 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 password you can get you can ignore those yeah and i'm like i'm like what that password is like 100 years old it's like what pictures you got show me show me what pictures you got you know but i don't say anything i just ignore them but there was one that scared the shit out of me because the, like the first one i ever saw I was like, what the fuck? You know, this guy's got, you know, pictures of me somehow. I'm like, well, what pictures does he have? You know, like, of me doing what? You know, (laughs) like, what? Like, what? Taking a shit? Like, what, what, what possibly, what possibly could I have? You know, so like, I would like to see them. You know, like, was my phone on while I was doing something? You know, like, do, do I look good in the picture? Like, do I, there you go. Do I look good in the picture? Do I look fat in this picture? You know, like, I want to know these things. So then, I, but I, I got to a point where I was like, this is scary, right? So it, it threatened me. Like, it told me that it was going to send emails to, you know, my friends and my boss and stuff like that. Would you
1: like to know how that works?
0: Yeah, no. I'll, well, I have an idea because I actually did research. Like, it spooked me so bad. I, um, I rebooted all my... Uh, my hardware in the house from, and I have a ton of shit. So like I, I rebooted everything, changed the passwords to everything, et cetera, et cetera. Even though the shit that he said doesn't make sense. But I kept thinking about it. Cause one of the things he said in the email is that, that he put some kind of spyware on the, on the hard drive. I figured out that it, it's not that at all. What it is is uh, I was pawned somehow and correct me if I'm wrong, but my, my my information's out there in the black market. Right. Yep. And it's old; it's old information, but you know they they're they're throwing out jabs, trying to see who who
1: they can stick, right? That's and exactly that's exactly what it is. Um, if you would like to know where your information was stolen from, there's a website called Have I Yeah, and you can put yeah. So this is this is this is what I work with. So uh, mm-hmm. another part of our fraud check is like this kind of looks okay, but this is weird. So we'll put that email address in Have I Been porn, and be like, well, this has been in thousands of data breaches. Like, yeah. we should be cautious. Yeah, no, and
0: you know what? Why don't you talk a little bit about I've been pawned, because I know what it is, but maybe maybe this will be helpful sure. for someone who's who's uh, who's listening.
1: Sure. So before I talk about that, the one thing I uh, want to say to everybody is you should change your passwords regularly, uh, and not just from one, two, three, four to one, two, three, four, five. They should be you know a little bit stronger than that and be completely different every single time. I know that's difficult to remember, but the easy way to do it is have a phrase uh, that you're likely to remember and just change some of the, the letters to numbers. So it's always, so for example, if, uh, instead of having Imran, you could have one M R O uh, as in the zero N or something like that, where you're going to remember what you changed for what, or a dollar sign for an S something simple like that. But yes, have I been porned is a website where, uh, they collect all the data breaches that have been reported and, they, uh, they kind of have like, it's like a database of information where you can then put your email address into it and it runs it through all the different data breaches to know if that email address has been, has been released on the black web. And if it has, it'll tell you which data breach it was involved in and what information was likely stolen. So for example, sometimes you'll get a data breach where it's just email address, this is a hash password. So they don't have your real password, they just have a hash version of the password that can be saved, which is great because that means the company actually hashed your password, which is, which is a great security thing for a company to do. Some companies don't do that. Um, but yeah, other ones, other times I'll tell you that they've got the social security number, your passport number, everything. And at that point, you should be like, ah, I should probably put a freeze on my credit for a little bit. But yeah, that is have I've been pawned.
0: Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I knew, but I, I know, I knew about, it. I have been pawned. I actually, I'm in the process of trying to um, kill that particular email that I, I keep getting the spam in uh, because the data breaches that i that it's been involved in are now about f- six or seven, you know? And so I'm like, mm, I, I'm going to keep getting these emails, right? So I'm, I'm just going to kill this email and have it go to a dead email. But it's a pain in the ass. It's a pain in the ass to move oh. everything that it's connected to,
1: to something else. It is a pain in the ass, but I definitely recommend you do it as soon as possible if it's been involved in multiple daily breaches. Because... Something that is available on, on the, to buy online is a tool where it can kind of combine data breaches together. Mm. So, uh, for example, imran at gmail.com, which is not my, obviously my real email address. I was not the first Imran to join Gmail, which, which would, would have been pretty cool. But anyway, um, they'll be like Imran at gmail.com uses the password 123 at website A. He uses the password 123 at website B. He uses the password 123 at website C based on his demographics of information, like what we can find, he's probably also a member of all these other websites. Let's try that email address on all these other websites as well to see if we can break into it. And it's all scripted. There's not like a manual person. Um, we, this is called like an account takeover attack. This is just all the different fields of stuff I do at work. So that's why I'm able to talk about it. Um, we've called this an account takeover attack and We regularly get attacks where people are trying to log in, uh, you know, 200,000 times in a 10 Mm -hmm. minute period, which is, you know, we don't, we don't normally support that kind of traffic. It's just how many failed login attempts we're getting. And that's when we know we're under attack.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We actually had a, uh, what they call a brute force attack once on our, on our blog. And it's basically what you're describing is, is just, just, they have some bot or some person for all I know, sitting there trying passwords. They, they, they figured out, um, like in one instance in particular, we had a blog and it, it went through all the users or all the authors, I should say, all the authors on the blog and they were pulling, they were trying to guess what the username was along with uh, passwords. And so I think they had like a bot or something just sitting on the, on the login page hitting that login, hitting that login page with all the different admins and all the different users day after day. And it was, it was a pain in the ass because um, uh, we were under attack and it went on for months. Like we, it, we implemented several types of like uh, ways to stop the, the, the attack. One of was to move the login page, which worked for a little bit. But then they just rewrite the script. They just rewrite the script or they figure it out where the login page is. It was weird because it wasn't – it's weird how they figured it out because then it got to a point where no matter how I moved the login, no matter where I moved or how I renamed the login, login page, they kept finding it. Like, like when I did, when they did it the first time, it took them – Maybe a couple months before they figured out I moved the login page. Then after that, it took like a week for them to figure out what the login page. After that, they had rewritten the script or something where it didn't matter. I could move that login page a hundred
1: times. They they were hitting that page no matter what. And the old Oh sorry. I was gonna say I'm not a complete expert in what in that real particular thing, but my guess is they probably wrote a script to find the login page.
0: Yeah yeah that's basically what happened uh, I'm sure of it um but then uh the only other thing that we had was to stop it was a um uh it was something like you you had four attempts, and the security app that we had installed on the blog would either it would it the first four attempts you were you were locked out for i don't know few minutes and then it increased time yep. then if you were locked out four times you were banned from the
1: site the ip address is banned yeah the ip address is banned but then you know of course they find another ip yeah yeah that's we had some success when we initially put rate limiters in like if you're if you try and log into more than five accounts within a minute or whatever and it's on the same ip address the ip address has to wait like an X amount of time but yeah as you know they just they have scripts written to get new IP addresses when they're being blocked. They're yeah. kind of currently scripts. Yeah, they, they keep evolving. As we evolve, they evolve. That's just what it is. Yeah, it's,
0: it's what it is. Yeah, that's what hackers do, right? Um, but the, we, uh,
1: I, I was going to say that because we work with uh, partners who have been breached, and people know that we are actively working with these partners, it's fair to assume that. If I use this email combination, password combination on this one, and this is a connected service I'll use the same one. For example, when I shop, when I shop online or when I bank, I use two different email addresses to make sure that they are kept separated. Yeah. Um, And so when, if, if, uh, so by that, what I mean is if my, if you find my bank email address, you know, it's going to be my good stuff. And if you find my shopping one, it's going to be all my other shopping websites.
0: That's all. Yeah, I do the same. I do the same for social websites. I do the same for all the different things that you can possibly segregate the, the uh, or filter out the the emails for. I have like fucking 10 emails. It's a pain in the ass, but
1: I just have, I, I just have, well, technically I have three, but I only use two.
0: Yeah. So, so get this. What are the funny things that happen with the security uh, uh, installations that I had on that website? <laughs> one, one particular person uh, who, also had admin level, which was scary. Uh, she, she kept, she kept logging in, uh, but she kept forgetting her password. So she got herself, <laughs> it was a pain in the ass because she got our IP banned or, or locked out, right? Cause she sat there and she kept trying, but she wouldn't tell anybody. So she kept trying. And so she got the IP banned or, or whatever. And so we had to wait like a day because I couldn't access the, the website myself to undo it because she did it. You know, she banned our IP.
1: The entire office.
0: The entire office. So, like, it was, it was one of the silliest things that could have happened. I mean, of course, I, I probably could have gone home and, and
1: undid it from there, but. Oh, yeah. phone. Uh, because we we're, we're merging more with our parent company, uh, we're getting strict and strict controls in place. And the, um, so now if I want to, not for customers, any customers can access wherever, but if you want to go into the back end of our website, you have to use the company VPN. That's yeah. the only IP address you can use. That makes sense. Yeah, we, we, we do similar stuff. And to get, on, to get onto the VPN, you have to have two factor authentic, authentic, authentic uh, Authentication. Mm -hmm. Uh, and and they use one of those is uh, uses like the random number generator app. Oh yeah. yeah yeah. It's like if I, if when I log into work in the morning, I've got, all right, I've got to do this. All right, cool. I've logged into the first part. All right. Now it's sending me a message to my phone. All right. Done that part. Done. All right. Cool. It takes like five minutes.
0: Yeah. It, it, yeah. You can't just sit down and get going. It's, it takes, it takes a while. Same thing here. We, we, we do all that shit too. It's just, you've got it it nowadays. Yeah. It's just, well, I mean, in comparison to what we normally would have to do if we were working in the office where we just walk in and sign in. I, you know, I still had to travel, you know, an hour and a half to get to the office, you know, an extra five minutes to get up off my, you know, off my ass uh, and, and onto the computer. Not a big deal yeah. right now.
1: <laughs> like, uh, like we discussed before we started the recording is there, there are inconveniences right now. Things could be worse, but there are inconveniences right
0: now. Yeah, yeah. Minor inconveniences
1: in the, if you look at them, you know, really. But, oh, man. Uh, so, we did have to get a new AC unit put in, and that was expensive. But ignoring that, we're actually saving a good amount of money at the moment. We're not going out. We're not shopping for anything. Uh, not just because we're locked down, but because I'm like, well, I work in travel. We should be cautious of how we spend money. So, Yeah. Uh, 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 we're, we're able to save a decent amount of a paycheck where, where, you know, pre-COVID we weren't doing a very good job at saving.
0: Yeah, we weren't doing a very good job at saving uh, pre-COVID. Um, we are saving a lot of money right now but unfortunately my wife, her industry has been basically demolished. So she does, she she, she's a, a marketing rep so um, it's funny because what you would see of her particular job is she's passing out flyers at Home Depot or Whole Foods or passing out samples at, you know, Jewel or whatever. And, but she makes a lot of money doing that. It's really fucking ridiculous. One of the best jobs that she had, she, she, she worked for a high-end car company or manufacturer. Uh, and what she was doing was to promote the vehicle. Right? They, they gave her a vehicle for three months. They're like, use this vehicle instead of your vehicle for all the things that you would use your vehicle for. Here's a gas card. Use, when you put gas in, in, your, in this vehicle, use high-end gas. Only use the company credit card to pay for that gas. So basically, anything that had to do with the car, that card was for it and the company paid for it. The, Even if she
1: went to go to her friend's house just to chill out, like it wasn't a company trip.
0: She had to use that vehicle.
1: Okay. I'll, tell
0: you, I'll tell you the name of the company afterwards, but, but she had to use that vehicle and they gave her a credit card that handled all the expenses for that vehicle. If anything went wrong, pop, you know, if you blew a tire out, if you needed something changed, um, upkeep, maintenance, oil, whatever. She would take it into the, into the dealer, the dealer would do it, would fix it for her, and that would be it. She never had to li- pay for anything. Then, they had actual events that she had to have the vehicle for and be present with the vehicle with. And they would pay her something ridiculous, like $150 an hour, you know? And she did that. And I was like, what the fuck,
1: <laughs> you know? Why did they do this though? Like, did she have to like, tell her friends about it or something?
0: It was just that they wanted to see a pretty girl driving a car. They wanted, they wanted people to see, you know, her driving a nice vehicle. And, and they wanted that to be associated with the vehicle. And they wanted her to be driving it all the time. Because it, it was a brand new vehicle. Brand new spank vehicle. Give me one second. Let me turn on the light.
1: All right. Do you watch Community? Give
0: me one second. Uh. Say again?
1: Do you watch Community? No, I do not. Okay. So there's an episode on Community. Actually, there's a couple of episodes because, it's, again, it's one of those really strong shows that you should definitely watch where it has an over uh, stupid but laying arch. Anyway, uh, they have uh, one of the main characters. Um, she falls in love with somebody. But that person isn't a real person. It's a person that's been hired by a corporation to be a person. And while they're being that person, they have to just talk nice things about the corporation. So when he first gets hired, in the first time you see him, he is a Subway rep. <laughs> right? he just, he's, just, he's just an awesome guy who likes Subway. Like, you should like Subway too, if you're awesome. You know what I mean? Are you serious? Yeah. So it's, uh, the reason they did this is because it's in the back, end, like on the back, uh, the back end of the show, the show was going under and Subway came in and saved the show. And so to do this, and so this is what Subway did with the writers.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, it's really funny. Uh, and then later on, when the guy comes back, him and Britta, the the main character, one of the main characters, they become a couple. Talking about, I think it's is again Toyota paid for it, so it's fine. But uh, t- talking about how wonderful Toyota are, and the entire range just suits everybody. And they just every conversation they have is about how amazing Toyota is. And then like the devilish, like the ha- like the leader of Toyota shows up every now and then to give him instructions. That's hilarious. That is hilarious. And like, it, was, it was hilarious now, but after hearing what you said about your wife, it's like, yeah. that's even funnier. <laughs> no,
0: no it's, it's real shit. It's, it's real shit. One, another, it's a funny thing, because like uh, maybe about a year later, she got a, another job that was kind of similar um, with a different uh, car manufacturer. But this time, in this particular uh, incident, or uh, job they didn't uh, they didn't give her the vehicle. She had to go pick it up at a garage and stuff like that. But then
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: but like this time, this time she she had to drive the vehicles at an event. And drive that vehicle with other girls and like all these other girls were driving their own vehicles. So it was five cars of pretty girls driving around the city to try to attract attention. And I guess it was like the same make and model, just different color. Right, so people would look up and be like, What the hell is going on? Why are there five, you know, whatever's yeah. in, in a row here? And then you would see the pretty girl, and then you would think, Oh, I think I want to buy that vehicle,
1: you know, like I, I guess is what the intention was. Well, if it was a pretty girl, well, at what point would you go and be like, Oh, yeah, that's a Mazda, oh, yeah, that's this? You're looking at the girl, and yeah, exactly, right? I mean, I, I don't know. Uh,
0: I don't know what the thinking or what the motivation was to like what they thought was going to, was going to lead to a sale. But in terms of money for me and my wife, who was my girlfriend at that time, cause this was years ago. Uh, it was great, you know? Cause I mean, she always, she always drove the vehicles, but like if, if, for example, the, the, the first uh, job that I described, I got to sit in it, you know? I
1: didn't I'm have to be sure you young and couldn't afford to sit anywhere near that on your own.
0: No, Exactly. I couldn't sit anywhere near a vehicle like that on my own.
1: And on top of that, it was where like, you know, you're young
0: enough. You're thinking shit, you know, I got a big gas, you know, I didn't have to, we didn't have to worry. We, somebody else paid for it. It was, it was amazing. Those vehicles were amazing too, by the way, they were amazing, but yeah, they were. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but that's, that's hilarious. Uh, so what were we talking about before? I forgot already. Um,
1: what your wife does now because she's not working. So
0: Oh, yeah. She, 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 she doesn't. So she's not working. And so because she's not working, we're, uh, to a certain extent, living off of my paycheck. She is collecting unemployment. So she's got that.
1: And she she have problems with, like, lines and trying to get it resolved, or those are pretty simple for her?
0: No, she had, she had quite a, it was quite a pain in the ass for her. Um, yeah, she had to travel. I mean. Yeah, no, it, that, that experience was probably doubled, maybe tripled for her. I mean, she, she really did have a hard time trying to get in and get it done.
1: So I thought about going on unemployment. I like, uh, not me personally, but Disney works a few days a week. And I was like, should we do that but then i was like i don't think i can do that as a rule because we, we file taxes jointly and i'm not a citizen yet and it could affect my chance of becoming a citizen because i'm not supposed to as a couple we're not supposed to claim benefits <sighs> so i was like i mean it doesn't matter it doesn't affect our income because even before covid it was the same income of three days a week i was just like oh with unemployment benefits being higher at the moment it might be a good time to switch but then i was like ah no we shouldn't do it because of the citizenship so
0: Yes, too bad. Because I was about to say like, yeah, no, you should go do it. But no, not, not if it's going to risk your chances. I
1: I was going to renew it at the end of uh, this year or start of next year. Not renew. it. Sorry. And my green card is going to expire. And instead of renewing my green card, I'm just going to try and become a citizen. Okay, so how
0: not not to go on a crazy segue, but how is it? How difficult is it for
1: you to become a citizen? Uh, It's actually going to be pretty straightforward. I spoke to a lawyer in 2017, and God knows what laws Trump has passed since then about making what difficult or not. But um, I have a, I, ha- I have two anchor babies. Woo-hoo. Uh, that's what Fox News calls when immigrants have. To say, <laughs> <Yeah. you know? laughs>
0: well, what a fucking, what a fucking horrible term. Every time
1: I hear that, I want to punch somebody. <laughs> you know? Uh, so yeah, I have that. Uh, I, anchor I, babies. Um, oh. I, you know, I've not, I've not been caught breaking any laws. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also signed up for this uh, the selective service when I first joined. So mm-hmm. When I first came to America, sorry, I signed up saying that if America drafts, I'll sign up for the draft. Oh wow! Yeah. I mean, I was uh, I was younger, and naive and in England. I was somewhat uh, wanted to become in. Uh, so I was in the Navy Reserves, kind of the best way to put it. Oh, you're a so military. Was in college, it, it wasn't real military. The only military work we did was fishery work. Okay. And then, like, we went to small ports in around Scotland. Be like, hey, just so you know, the Navy knows you're here. Make sure you don't overfish. I didn't do any active service in terms of fighting. You know what I mean? Okay.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's good.
1: Then, I mean, you you don't want to fight, man. You you don't want no. that. Well, so what what actually happened is when I went to college or university, I actually went to university under a medical degree. I was just okay. studying medicine. Uh, and at the same time, I was like, I actually want to be a medical officer in the Navy. So I did the Navy program and then I uh, dropped out of med school uh, for <laughs> reasons for my control and that I had too much fun. And, um, <laughs> and, but then I kept going with the Navy stuff, even though I was finished. So what would happen is uh, for three months over the summer and then every holiday and weekend I was doing Navy stuff, like I was going on drills, learning about Naval history or then on deployment over the summer.
0: Hmm yeah i don't know uh i thought about at one time i think every man kind of you know thinks about whether or not they should join the military but uh not everybody makes it out in one piece
1: yeah i would have been in a slightly my situation would have been slightly slightly safer and i would have been a medical officer in the navy unless we're actually out at full-on like naval warfare where we're against another naval power which in modern times doesn't exist it really has it Hmm. Um, I probably wouldn't have seen them too much action action. And as a doctor, I would see trauma anyway, whether it would be in the in the army, in the hospital.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You you probably wouldn't have seen too much action, although there's there's quite a bit of like pirate shit going on. Right. I mean, there's there are yeah, some like,
1: like. The pirate shit is hostage taking or whatnot, but that would be the Royal Marines, not the uh, not the Navy, which is the fighting force of the Navy. Hmm. Um, but. Like, let's let's a frigate against a pirate dinghy. Like there's not actually I, my life is not gonna be in danger inside yeah. the name.
0: Yeah, yeah. You you would have been like you would have been seeing the people who saw action.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh but also oh yeah, because of the slightest service. So I signed up for that. Uh, we, uh so because I did all those things, I've done everything right, it should be a formality of me becoming a citizen because I have been here over ten years now.
0: Oh wow.
1: Yeah. yeah you're basically American. Yeah. Uh, Talk, not talk about politics, but uh, I was going to talk to you about like, race. Like, mm. well, there's been a lot of conversations. Like At my office, there's a lot of conversations, like mainly on Slack, about race, how we should treat race, what should we do differently. Uh, a lot of things are going to happen because of that. Uh, uh, for, for example, uh, this actually happened beforehand, but they talked about it, is that we have a, a recruitment company that's never once recommended a black person. And so, you know, they got rid of them a while ago, but that's just letting the people know that, like, you know, this is the steps we take, you know, Chicago is 20% black. How can a recruitment firm never have even recommended one black person for interview position as a programmer here? Like, you know, there are, black people are underrepresented, but not, not out there, not looking for work. they are. There are black people looking for work. Yeah. I so was like, that's kind of things I to talk about. Uh, but like, do you see like, as a, as an American who grew up here, as a, like I moved here. So my viewpoint is somewhat different. But like, like, what do you feel about race as, as, non, as being non-white in America?
0: Oh, man. Okay, so.
1: Is this too deep a conversation? We can skip? It's okay. No,
0: no, no, no. no. I, you brought it up. Um, and I, ha- I do have thoughts about this. Uh, and I, I know that some of the things I'm going to say is going to be a little unpopular. Uh, mostly because I've thought about it. And I've actually had a discussion about race just today with uh, someone who, uh, I don't want to mention the person, and I'm trying to get this person on the podcast, but he doesn't want to come on. But- uh,
1: So you're, I won't say anything. Actually, I think- Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 I think you do. Um, But anyway, um, uh, so I've, uh, the subject is on my mind and of course it is i mean it, it is not for everybody now first off i want to i want to make it clear that i grew up in a predominantly mexican neighborhood the neighborhood is called little village here in chicago it's on the southwest side growing up in little village i did not see a black person until i was about 13 maybe 12 or something. I was, you know, I, I went a long time without seeing a black person. I didn't know what they were. Okay. Uh, when I saw one for the first time, I was like, oh, it's a person. He's really 10. Right. Because I did see him on TV. Right. Um, growing up in a Mexican neighborhood, I didn't realize that I was different. My whole experience growing up till again, till I, till I got to about high school. I didn't realize that I had different color skin. There was actually the first time I met um, that I had made a friend. Um, there, there, I had white friends because there was one white kid once in, in school. But he was there for maybe a year and then he was gone. Uh, and I never saw the kid again. There was one white kid um, that I made friends with when I went to uh, a summer camp, and I could not get over how white he was. He was because this kid was, you know, probably of Irish descent, blue in the dark, right? And his eyes—I was not used to seeing the blue in his eyes. Okay, so I couldn't, I couldn't get. Like, I, maybe he wasn't looking at me, but I, I felt like when he was talking to me, he wasn't looking at me. He was focused someplace else because of the color of his eyes. So then I realized, holy shit, you know, like, there's different people. But again, I just thought different people. Because in, Mexican, in, in, in Latin American cultures, there are white skinned oh, Mexicans, yeah. right? Yeah. So we have everything. We have, we have white people, blonde hair, blue eyes. I've never seen somebody with blue eyes though. I think that was the first time I saw someone with blue eyes, but, um, but we had, you know, we have people who are blonde and blue eyes and we have people who are black, you know, with, you know, black ancestry. Now, uh, once I was in high school and I started going, and, and I realized not only is there, uh, a lot of different types of people and cultures, but then I realized there's racism because there would be fights in the parking lot and, um, and, and it was sometimes race-based or race had something to do with it. It was flavored. The, the battles were flavored by race.
1: We used to have uh, football games at lunchtime and it was always browns versus whites because it was mainly brown people in my area. There were black people, uh, but it was mainly white people and brown people, like Indian subcontinent. Yeah. And that's how it, oh wait, that's how it, that's, it was. It wasn't because it was like, no, no white people out on this team, no brown people out on that team. It was just, well, there's 10 brown people, 10 white people. Let's just, we're all, all the brown people were friends. All the white people were friends. Let's just play like that.
0: Yeah, that that didn't happen until I went to high school. That That kind of experience. I mean, of course that happened too, right? But even then, the school I went to, I went to a Catholic school my whole childhood because my parents wanted better for me. And so my dad went the extra mile, made the extra money, worked the extra hours and got me and my sister to go to, the, to Catholic school and my, and my brother. So uh, so that we would be safe and we get a good education and get out of the hood. Now, the, the but even with, even when there was that kind of thing, it was discouraged at the schools we went to. They did not allow for that kind of segregation to happen in competition. Everybody was in
1: together. They only started banning it after nine 11. I'm sorry. Say again. They only started banning it in our school after nine 11. Oh really? Yeah. Before then it was, it was relatively innocent. It wasn't that we didn't like each other. It was just, this was the groups and that was that. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, there was enough Muslim people in our school that there was like Muslim prayer, so people would be prayer, friends at prayer and like all that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, after 9 11, that's when people were like, no, you can't separate by race or like, what, all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I, was just, I, was in high, I was in high school when 9 11 happened. Yeah, Even no. England, it, have, it still had an effect.
0: Yeah, no. Uh, before 9 11 happened to me, happened uh, when I was already out of college. I had just graduated out of college. And that's when 9 11 happened. But I was, uh, I was 16. Yeah, I was like 22 or something. Yeah. But um, anyway, uh, in terms of just like like some of these things that we're talking about, like uh, the police, um, just to put it in perspective, when I grew up, the police would hassle us, right? They would stop us. They would ask if I was affiliated with a gang. The phrase they used is, "What you be about? Which was, what is your gang affiliation? Um, And it it happened. Uh, I I don't know how many times it happened. I, I wanna say that particular kind of interaction with the police happened maybe about four or five times my whole high school life, you know, Um, but I got stopped. I got stopped driving. I got stopped um, walking. I got stopped. uh, Whenever they thought it was appropriate, right?
1: Did you know uh, that when we moved into our neighborhood, we were the first like non Caucasian people on this side and that side of the street, like quite a few houses down either way, like more more have come. Uh, within the first week, someone called the police on us. Oh, fuck you.
0: Fucking assholes. Uh,
1: I was sh- I got home from work late. I-, I had the tiny Yaris and I can't park it on the driveway when it's covered in snow. Yeah. So I parked it on the road to shovel my driveway. I was shoveling my driveway and the police came and said, someone's called us to let you know that, where- that your car is parked on the road after 9 p.m. on a snow day, which is against the, the rules here. Yeah. Uh, I was like, like I was like did someone call you about this was like yeah one of your neighbors called which is why we have to just let you know like I can see that you're cleaning your driveway right now so I'm just gonna go right now because I was like cleaning my driveway to put my car on it like But yeah that that happened yeah that happened like the first week after we moved it because it, it was just snowing nonstop stuff after we moved in that's
0: yeah. that's so frustrating um I I it, it's it's Here's here's I, I, I want to get to a point that I'm uh of what I'm going what I'm explaining with with my upbringing, but right. I want to I want to address this subject that you just brought up. So I'll spin back to what I was warming up yeah. to, and then, but I want to address what you just brought up. Uh, first of all. Uh, to me, to me, obviously, that's that's racist. Right. It's racist. It's it's um, but I don't like thinking that it is. And um, one of the reasons I I ignore it. Unless it becomes really troublesome. But one of the reasons I ignore it is because I want to. Unfortunately, my whole life, I've always had to prove my position, my, my role, my whatever. So like, cause, and it's not even just a factor of me being um, Mexican, you know, or non-white. It's, it's a factor of like, I graduated with an art degree, right? I don't have an IT degree. I don't have a technical degree. Uh, I didn't know how to type when I got out of college. I knew how to draw. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So my whole life I've been trying to prove that I'm worthy of the positions that I've had. Right. And so I've, that is kind of, permeated my 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 existence in terms of like how i approach everything um i always approach i try to approach everything with a certain sense of uh humility uh, a humility humility you know what i'm saying
1: yeah and humility yes
0: where where i'm not uh where where i don't act out of the gate that i uh i i deserve what i have right Uh, so I always try to prove to people that I do deserve to be here, whether, uh, it's because I have an art degree and I don't have an IT degree, whether it is because I'm Mexican and not white or whatever, but I'm always trying to prove that. So, um, one of the things I, you know, if, if that were to happen to me, thankfully it, it didn't really, um, I had a similar experience, but I'll explain in a sec, um, But if that were to happen to me, I will just continue on and and make sure that people see me and see how I dress and see how I behave and let them know that I am not what you think I am, you know, and I, and I, you know, I, one of the things, it was easy with my neighborhood, my neighborhood, the people on this block, they're very, very friendly, right? I did not have that issue uh, that you had. There, there were some things where I think could have been perceived as such, but I don't, again, I'm just going to take, I'm going to, I'm going to pull that out of the race category and give the people the benefit of the doubt and say, they just don't know me. Once they know me, they realize, Oh, Edgar is not um, what I've seen on TV or what I've seen in the movies or what I've seen on the news because the, these, these different media outlets perpetuate certain, you know, fears, fears because it's it makes it makes for more a more exciting story. But uh, all I can say is you keep proving people, because I know you personally, I, you, you're a great guy. And please, Oh, I, I, I'm a
1: dick. I just fake it. <laughs> uh. No, but please, please don't let those assholes Oh, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I've, I've had a, I, so I've had a whole lifetime of this where I'm just like, ah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, there was actually, uh, this was brought up as well. Somebody made a complaint at my company a few years ago about something that happened with me. I didn't make the complaint. Uh, it was just somebody else didn't like what was being said about it. Um, hmm. Basically, long story short, this guy who was not at the company very long, he also didn't like gay people, which in our company is like 25% gay. So it's not the right place to be in yeah Uh, but he made a comment about how i'm how i'm of course i'm friendly with terrorists because you know and like at that point i'm just like oh whatever Uh, but somebody else complained and like the ceo of the company actually sat me down and was like just so you know like you don't have to like listen to this kind of thing like we know you can complain and i was like it's you know again it's fine uh but i've had like that kind of stuff happen regularly um the the one thing that did get to my nerves in terms of racism is i once showed up to work to be told i don't fit the look that they were going for. Um, this is when I was working as a bartender. Yeah. Um, it was a high-end store opening. And my manager actually sat me down and was like, I'm, this is my small business. I'm going to pay you for the day. I'm sorry, but you know, you're not working today. And he explained to me that everything's going on. And I was like, a new immigrant desperate for money. So I was like, all right, I'll just show up for my next job tomorrow, which is a separate occasion. But uh, yeah, they, they, they wanted people who knew what they were doing young male and tall. That's all that the, my manager was told. So he was like, Imran's our best employee. I didn't say Imran, they said this is our best employee. Um, and then my managers like then told me like, yeah, when we when we discussed in more detail like your name, they were like, Oh, we don't we, that, that person doesn't fit what we're looking for, even though they didn't know me. <sighs> but I got paid for that day. Uh, and I was like, All right, whatever. It's it's but, it's frustrating because
0: do you like like, is it because, like, where, where is his thought process at? Is it a personal racism thing? Or is it, or is it that his clientele is, is, are a bunch of assholes and you might be exposed to something that, you may, that he's afraid that you might get
1: in trouble with, you know? Like, so like, he told me it was a clientele who told him that I don't fit the look that we're going for just based off my name. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just fucking because i was i was uh i've always generally you know i was an immigrant to a country i uh, like uh, like i don't mean to just, like brown nose any not brown nose uh, yeah. snub on anybody in any sort of field but i yeah. just you know graduated with a physics degree serving drinks like i could serve a drink i can make no you know do you know what i mean yeah so i was very good at my job while i was looking for other work yeah uh, so that was, that was that was that was the that's the only one that's really stuck with me but uh but it's a few times i've been pulled over by police while driving and whatnot I was doing something that deserved to be pulled over by police. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like I was just chilling and they're like, I see you. I'm going to pull you over. Cause you're whatever. I was like speeding or ran a stop sign and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, and I've had positive racism. Cause the second I get pulled over by police, I'm like, Oh, I'm so sorry, officer. I, I, I do realize I missed that light. I'm very sorry. Mm-hmm. My, my best British accent. <laughs> uh,
0: you know. I go, I'm going to try that next time I get pulled over. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to drop the Chicago accent and go straight for the British but we'll see how that works. Um, and then
1: all of a sudden, all we get is like, for some reason, every American loves something about Britain. <laughs> that is a fact. It,
0: it just might be the accent. It might just be the yeah. accent. I, it's, I'm it's, gonna... not,
1: it's not just the accent. It's they'll be like, oh my God, you're from England? Do you know about this thing? <laughs> right? And I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Even if it's random, like, oh, yeah, I definitely know about that. If we get pulled over while we're together, uh, you're going you're gonna to have to fake the Chicago accent. and I'm going to fake the English accent and see how that goes. Yeah, it won't work if it's obviously fake, though. It's, it's, you can tell. Everyone can tell. Cops can't tell. They, can, they, they, they can't tell. They, we'll see. We'll see. They watch, they watch just as many English cop shows that are brutal, just like the American cop shows. They can tell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so anyway, um, going back to all the the
0: uh, kind of background I was building. Um, Sorry, I, I distracted. You no, 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 no problem. Um, so uh, basically what I was getting at is uh, my experience was that growing up. I did not know any better. All right. I did not know that getting stopped by the cops, you know, once a month, once every other month, maybe once you know a week was abnormal you know it was at worst an annoyance right uh and again i only got stopped like maybe five times my whole high school career so i did not know any better i grow up get to college or high school or whatever and so at some point someone told me you don't have to live like that. Cops shouldn't be doing that. I'm like, Oh my God, my life sucks. Why did it happen? You know, I've been, then I realized I should be, I should be a victim. Then I realized, Oh shit, life is not like this. Oh, my life was so horrible. Um, you know, and so you, you, and Facebook and the internet and Twitter, all that stuff doesn't help either because it just perpetuates that whole victim mentality. Right. So you're listening to these stories and you start realizing like for example uh microaggressions right i, I don't mean to uh, to to make fun of this because microaggressions can do damage right they, they perpetuate stereotypes right to a certain extent especially can you give with, an example so
1: uh by what you mean by micro? I thought you meant something else, which doesn't fit. what you continue talking about? So, I'm- so no, no.
0: Um, I don't have a great example. I'm trying to think of one. Um, but, uh, oh,
1: I got one. Oh, Edgar, your English is so good. How long have you been in the country? Yes, I know exactly. I get that. I get that. I know. I was just like,
0: well, motherfucker. Oh. Let
1: me see. How oh, old if- am I? I'm 45. <laughs> I've been in the country 45 years. Imran, Imran, Imran. Imran? Am, am I pronouncing that correct? Oh, was such an exotic name. I love. It. Oh, exotic! Oh,
0: exotic! Oh, <laughs> that's like—I uh, don't want to harp on white people, but that's white people's favorite thing to say. Like, like when they when they find out that my daughter is Asian and Mexican. Oh, that's so exotic. I'm like, motherfucker.
1: <laughs> it's not. It's American.
0: Sure. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's you know, like you know, she's not a rug. You know, she's not, she's not a freaking dish you picked up at the fucking, the Qdoba or, you know, whatever, you know, it, it's just, it, it. anyway. Um, so those are microaggressions, right? Yes, I know to exactly me,
1: what you mean. Please.
0: Yeah. To me, sometimes they're funny, right? Other times they're annoying, right? But that's all they were. Fucking Facebook shows me, uh, you know, for some reason it shows up. I at I, I one time saw an article about microaggressions. I'm like, what the fuck is a microaggression? And then I read the microaggression and I'm like, oh, this is what microaggression is. Oh, my God, this happened my whole life. Oh, I'm such a victim. My life sucks. Oh, shit. But I didn't know any better. And when I didn't know, it, it didn't bother me. You know, like if anything, I just been like, that guy's a dick, you know? And that'd be it, you know, or, or, you know, I'd be like, oh, that's funny. What about you and your fucking loafers and the shit you wear, you know, or whatever you would come up with, you know, you would yeah. make fun of the person right back, depending on the relationship you had with the person or works out, right? But now it's like, so now I've, I'm, I'm on the other side of this, right? So I, I went into the whole, oh, like, this is horrible. You know, I've had all these experiences and then my life shouldn't have been this way. But like, now I'm on the other end of this, where it's just like, they're just, you know, it's, 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 it's not a big deal. Like, first of all, they should not be happening, right? And if it's your friend who's being microaggressive, then you could be an asshole right back to him, right? Because that's what
1: friends do, right? We're, we're assholes yeah. to each other. And that shows how much love we have for each other, right? Uh, but- my best man Constantly called me a terrorist and talked about my plans to destroy America while I was being investigated, while I was being investigated by the FBI and CIA to move to America. I was like, dude, you know they're listening to this text message. Like, what are you doing to me?
0: That's hilarious. That it that's, it, It's 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 uh,
1: it's evil, but hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, you know? which is what microaggression between friends are. It's always yeah. evil. Yeah, Dude, I've known you for so many years. I know that one part of your life that's gonna hurt the most. to twist. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna say it, and you're gonna laugh. And you're you're not gonna get pissed off. And if you do get pissed off, he's gonna apologize. You all right? Yeah, he's gonna say, "Hey, man, look, I'm sorry. I was just
1: fucking around." I as you, as you, I, I cross the line again. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm you sorry. Know? Yeah, but, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucked you. And then the next day. day. Yeah. The next even like the next five minutes later, you're yeah. like, all right, cool. Let's just yeah. chill out again. Like everything is fine. Like yeah. you've explained that that was a line that was crossed. Don't cross yeah. it again. And everything is okay. They and were like five fine. days of bitchiness.
0: Yes, exactly. You know? Um, but that's what real friends do. And 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 people who know better, right? People who are bigger men and women who realize they crossed the line will apologize, right? But um but anyway, like uh so I guess what I'm saying is now I'm on the other side of it, right? And so one of the things that annoys me about what's happening right now is I lived in a neighborhood where I live in a neighborhood when I was a kid where there was someone being shot or killed or stabbed or something, you know, having some kind of violence happen to them every other three days, I think was the statistic. Okay. What I had explained to me when I referred this story to um, a, a cop friend of mine, he said, well, back in those days, they were, they're just, they were just trying to kind of get to know the neighborhood, you know, these cops. But unfortunately, they weren't very good at it. You know, they were trying to do a job. Right. But they were not educated in how to kind of talk to
1: people. Right. Yes. So, I agree that I agree that's something that's missing in this country. But yeah. yes. Yes.
0: So um, so, uh, but he explained to me it's just like there was a there was a strategy. The strategy was to kind of have the police kind of get to know the, the, the neighborhood, get the people to know the police, ex- and etc. So it, it I, I don't remember all the specifics, but there was there was a motivation for, for for those interactions, and it was supposed to be coming from a good place. Right. Now, the neighborhood I lived in all that kind of violence and stuff like that, we need police, plain and simple. We need, we need police. Now, do they need to be trained better? Yes. We probably need better p- people doing the job too, but, but we, we absolutely need police. And um, the, 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 my, my interactions with the police growing up, some of them weren't great. But, I mean, I live in a neighborhood where where shit wasn't great, right? I mean, it, so so I don't I don't I don't fault anybody for 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 making mistakes. Um, it's unfortunate. Now this George Floyd thing. This this is a different. That was not a
1: mistake. That was, that, they, that was you know. that's murder. Um, so before we go into that, so just to touch on something you said previously, uh, I, would, I would argue that... Okay, so go back a further step. Uh, based off this just conversation we've had that we started recording, I, I, you, is it fair to attribute a good reason that you, you know, got out of the hood is because your father was able to work the extra hours and get you to a good school and get you a good education? There is...
0: It's, it's for the... The the thing, and I've thought about this a lot actually. Uh, the 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 thing that I attribute to my, I, I hate, hate calling it the hood. I know that's I, why that's why I, that's why I did so, this. I use so, I was like yeah no it, it's it's just so. I, I grew up in a Little Village. The reason I was able to get out of the Little Village, um, is because, I first of all didn't want to be there. That's number one, and second, uh, I was. I was able to find a mentorship that that led for me to to live a better life. But number three, and I think it was one of the things, and, and I've mentioned this to lots of people, but one of the things that I, because one of the things I thought that was going to happen to me was that I was going to end up a, th- a blue-collar guy working with my dad at some, you know, at some factory. And because uh, I thought that was what, was going to be for me that's all i knew that's all my i didn't have doctors and architects or whatever in my family so that's what i saw and that's what i thought i was going to end up being the first time i realized that i could be something else other than a gangbanger or a factory worker was when i saw jimmy Smith's play a lawyer in la law now i don't okay so la law for you know for people who are too young to know, L.A. Law was a uh, primetime immigrant and also, yeah, for all our immigrant friends as well. Uh, (laughs) uh, L.A. Law was a a uh, show about lawyers based in L.A. Uh, It was a primetime show. I forgot what channel it was on, but NBC, ABC, one of the prime channels. And it aired, you know, once a week uh, at like the primetime slots. It was a very popular show. Um, I, but it, it was when it, but seeing Jimmy Smith's be a lawyer was one of the things that made is me he really, Latino? he is Latino. He looks like one of my uncles. He looks like he could be my uncle.
1: So having a positive role model on TV on of, TV, your race of my different. race
0: made, made a huge impact at least for me because then I realized I don't have to
1: work in a factory and then just to just to not just to so it doesn't nullify my point because I want to talk about education that's just why I said it yeah yeah Um, did you realize that you needed the education to to like get out to get that thing of like to get you know to be a qualified person so the reason I'm bringing this up is um is my perception of from an outside point of view is that it's not necessarily just the police that may or may not be racist like the individuals in the police like we we all know police officers i know quite a lot of police officers and based off their interactions with me they are not racist they yes. are nice people and they're all you know they're all whatever they may uh, uh they're, obviously there are police that i've seen videos online of who i would disagree with that statement but i don't know them and the ones i know online that yeah um, what i would actually suggest is that you're right, that these areas do have a shit ton of crime. It's same in England, that these areas have a shit ton of crime. But they also, also the thing that corresponded that was had very low levels of education funding. Yes. So when you're in these areas and your options are to be a gangbanger or to go to a crap school where you're going to have to end up getting, a, just, you'll just get through with a high school diploma and you're going to make a minimum wage or you could sell drugs to get more or do crimes or whatever. You have those areas and you compare them to areas like like the area I'm in right now, we have very high taxes, but a lot of that money goes into the education. The, you know, the education that the kids get here will be very good. Uh, so we're seeing a lot of an increase in like Latinos and black people move to the area and these kids are going to get good educations. And I'm, I'm pretty confident to say that there to be a less percentage of these kids going to crime than the ones that, you know, stayed in the hut.
0: So um, I um, absolutely agree. Education is a piece of it. Um, and
1: I think the racism comes into the part where they underfund these uh, people places on purpose. I, uh,
0: it's I, I don't want to say it's on purpose. I don't think it is. Uh, and, and and it's it's structurally built that way, right? They, they they it's based on a system where the area pays for the schooling, right? So uh, they they just that needs restructuring. Plain and simple, the area should not dictate what kind of funding the education, the educational system for that area gets. Everybody should be getting the highest quality education regardless of where
1: they live. Um, Agreed, but these areas also, what they do is they put more, they put, I just because of all the reading I've done in the last few weeks, uh, and we have some very vocal people in our company um, talking about these issues, uh, is that they have, all the money comes from the local area, but these local areas end up putting a high proportion into policing. Yeah. All right.
0: Yeah. yeah, and it just makes things worse, right? It just keeps Yeah, making... so like
1: our our area probably has like a 5%. I don't have no idea what the actual number is. Like 5% in policing and 10% in education, where other areas will be like 3% in education and 12% in policing to make all that difference kind of, you know.
0: Yeah. And then what happens is these kids, you know, they go to juvie or they go to, you know, big people prison, and then once they're there, that becomes their education. They become they become career criminals because of what they Pick up from other criminals in that in in, in their, what they're exposed to, and, but you see, I think the 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 other portion of this, um, and the reason I bring up Jimmy Smiths, uh, and I mentioned the, one of the other factors being, uh, I think I did anyway, is mentorship.
1: Yeah, you mentioned that was one of the things.
0: Mentorship is is one of the other factors that made a difference uh, in my life. I, and, and, and I say this because I grew up um, I, I, and I think the most influential people in my life were my kickboxing coach and my wrestling coach. Also, all the men who were in and women who who were teachers at my high school. Um, but my wrestling coach was not only a wrestling coach. He was a Navy chaplain and a priest. So he was just an all-around awesome, badass dude. Like he was, he was the coolest guy, and one of the few priests I ever heard swear because he was a sailor. You know, uh, he made an impression on me, and the impression was. Uh, I think about I, I think about him often because he is one of the things he is one of the people in my life. Is he the that's one managed. that passed away recently? Uh, no. Where are we
1: what, what? Like, didn't somebody close to you pass away like four or five months ago?
0: Oh no, that's that's actually um, he was he was my jiu jitsu instructor at another school. Okay, sorry. Yeah, no, he he's a cool guy, but he was. He was my age. He didn't have that influence. Um, uh, so, but like mm, the wrestling coach that I'm talking about, he, he I, I, I feel bad because I've made contact with him here and there, but I don't think I've ever mm, told him the impression, the lasting impression he made on me in terms of um, what it, what it, what a kind of person I wanted to be. You know, he was, he was one of the people I looked up to. The other person that I looked up to that I mentioned as well was uh, my kickboxing coach. He was just so cool. He was also Latino. He was very smart. He was good with his money, He, uh, but he also was, he, he proved to me that, that you can be tough and be a nice guy. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to be a fucking asshole. You know, you could be charismatic. Yeah. You could be silly, you know you know,
1: that's the definition of a gentleman. Is that what a gentleman is not weak. A gentleman is strong, mm-hmm. but a gentleman is gentle, even though he is strong. Yes. I did not know that. That's great. Yes.
0: Of, of course the British would know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, um, uh, it's, um, I did not know that, but it was one of the things that he, he taught me, he taught me, uh, how to be humble. Cause there was a couple of times I was an asshole or I was an arrogant asshole and he kicked the shit out of me, literally kicked the shit out of me and I deserved it. And then he told me Nothing like a seafood to teach you humility. Damn straight, damn straight. I think, I think that's one of the things that, that we're <laughs> lacking today is the, is, is the lesson of getting punched in the face when you say something wrong, you know, uh, we will let people slide. They say something out uh, of the way.
1: Tony, the guy from Krav Maga, his isn't a punch in the face. His is a jab with his fingers, which he trains. He actually trains jabbing with fingers like that. <laughs> not, to your, not to your penis, but just like an inch above your penis. Oh. Yeah, you know that pain, right? It's, it's, it's like, why does that hurt? Oh, 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 that was really bad. Yeah, just quick jab. And that's his who's like, oh, yeah, you're wearing a cup on you. This is above the cup. Now what are you going to do? That's, that's just... No. <laughs>
0: Why? Just tell that me was,
1: I, just tell me I fucked up. <laughs> that was that was that was his last warning like if you're talking in class uh-huh. and he's like he brought he will bring you in to be the person to practice with and do that as he's doing it. Yeah. Yeah, these yeah. yeah, but
0: like I think mentorship you need you need an example. Like it's not enough to be told. It's not enough to learn these things. You need to see people doing these things and being being the people that you want them that you you know showing people this this is possible, and this is this and this and this comes in different flavors, right? Different you know, colors.
1: I'm a mentor. I'm mentoring a 22 year old at work.
0: Oh, very awesome.
1: Uh, there's a program for it. Like I'm not just like I it's like, not just like doing it by myself. There's like there's uh, seven mentors and seven mentees, and I I'm doing it. And the reason that I have been paired, there's the person who organized that did all the pairing. And the reason that they pen with this person is because this person is very very ambitious mm. and i am probably the most senior person at the company who started off at the bottom very nice that's awesome bro i mean yeah so i'm doing that to, like show that yeah you're at the bottom right now but if you you know let me show you what i did to get out of there
0: yeah yeah um i i i was mentoring uh, a young man for a little bit and uh, i haven't talked to him in a while he's but uh, last I spoke to him, he had gotten himself a job doing front, you know, development, front-end development nice. work. Um, I think um, I think I could have done a better job mentoring him. Uh, but I, one of the things that I wanted to kind of impress upon him is is that look, you know, you're Mexican. I'm Mexican. Look at this. You don't have to be, you know, you don't have to you know work where you work or do the things that you don't want to do if you want to. You want want to be front-end, you want to be a front-end developer, you can, you can be that. And like I had, I have an art degree, you know, I didn't know how to type, you know, and and now I type like 80 words a minute or something. Not the best 80 words a minute, but I could type fast, you know, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) that has more to do with me being able, being unable to spell. I I have an art degree, not a grammar
1: degree, you know, not an English degree. I don't type that much because uh-huh. I do most analytical stuff. So I'm very fast with a number keypad, like really fast with a number keypad. Um, but yeah, so like for for me, there's the things that I do on a regular basis. I can do with my hands closed, floated, Like I know I'd like, uh, like, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. softwares that we use. I just know the shortcuts. I know, I know all the Excel shortcuts straight away, but typing words, I'm like, eh, I don't use these letters all the time. Why do I? <laughs> <laughs> so like, I'm not, I've never, I still look at the keyboard when I'm typing words. I don't look at the keyboard for any of my softwares or shortcuts or anything like that. But when I'm typing letters, I still look at the keyboard. I, uh,
0: slow. No, I, 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 numbers are my problem. I, I have to look at the, at the keys for the numbers. So I'm on, actually the opposite. I have all the shortcuts and stuff as well. For all the programs that I use, Photoshop, etc., but like, um, so I have all those memorized, and and pop, 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 I pop them out. Yeah. But like, and I, but I can type. I can, so long as I know how to spell the word, I can type. Yeah. You know? Um, but anyway, um, but I think I think mentorship is is one of the biggest biggest uh, factors in this. If if if. Uh, uh, you can't it's not just about education you need to have people that that look like the people you're trying to help Uh, you can't just have somebody else come in that doesn't look like the person you're trying to help because that still seems like it's a far-end goal it still looks like it's something that's unapproachable by the person you know i i they need to see an example of of what you're showing them
1: so this was like one of those made me smile things. It was a group of black men who were uh, relatively successful. They would, they started men, they started a program at a school for men, who, for black, young black boys who didn't have their fathers in their lives mm. uh, of like, they were like, just show you how to wear a suit, how to do, you know, how to talk to people, how to do, how to do these little things that, and I thought that was pretty cool. That was like one of those things that, you know, like it made me smile. Yeah. And that's like you're saying, like they, they look like mentors to the children.
0: Yeah. The, the, um, the thing that my dad left didn't print on my, upon me he didn't he he didn't have the things that these other men had right he doesn't he didn't have an education he had like a sixth seventh grade education he never got very far in school he later on went on and got his g e d and all that other stuff and hes he speaks like three languages but um with all that said um he he worked more hours than you know, then, then I saw him. So he really wasn't super present in my life. And when he was, he was, you know, not the happiest cat, you know? Um, It, it uh, it took me a while to figure out what was going on with him. And it's, it's a long story and it's uh, kind of not my story to tell in terms of like who my dad is. But anyway, like he, um the the lessons that i learned from my dad were more about what not to do <laughs> you know and um and uh, how hard uh real work is you know what i'm saying like it, he took me uh on the summers to go work with him where he works and uh it uh one of the one of the things i had to do for him because uh, he made me do it, he was like, one of the things I had to do was clean out a dumpster of rotten uh, watermelons, and for a long time, just the smell of watermelon would make me gag. Um, I'm I'm kind of over it, but I still don't like the smell, and I I, um, I would not eat it if I if I there are circumstances where I would eat. I have eaten them, but for the most part, just avoid it.
1: Uh, not quite as like touching or whatever as like you know your life lesson. But when we went to Nicaragua and everybody was asleep in the same room, Isa went into the snack bag and had a whole bag of butter popcorn and then threw up straight away. So it was a smell of vomity butter popcorn, um, <laughs> and even to this day, I cannot smell like the packets of butter popcorn without thinking of just cleaning up vomit in the tropical climate of Nicaragua like where there's bugs and everything everywhere and it's just just (laughs) it was was like a it was a single hut room in like a jungle canopy kind of thing like well it wasn't quite a jungle canopy it was just you know like a single room where it was just like the bed and the shower yeah so like there wasn't like we could like go anywhere else it was just the smell was there but anyway yeah so
0: it's you and your whole family and your kids and, and your your eldest son just just spewed all over you
1: yeah eating all of everything. Like, and then he was like, I don't know. I didn't eat any popcorn. We we're like, really? <laughs> you can see the <laughs> kernels. <laughs> so can you, can you eat popcorn now? Uh, yes, but not like the buttery smell of popcorn. Just like, no, it's not going to happen. But like we buy like the cheddar or the chocolate popcorn. I'm fine.
0: Okay. It's the smell. Not the, the smell. food. But yeah, yeah. sorry. That Water- was, uh... Watermelon does the same thing. It It's the smell. And I can so, tell how old, like I can tell that it's been around a little bit. If, if, if like somebody like let's say cuts a watermelon on the counter and some of the juice gets on the counter, and if they so don't, if
1: I offered you a glass of watermelon juice, would
0: you be like, ew, gross? I wouldn't say ew, gross. I, I, I would pass if there was something else. So like now I'm kind of. I'm 45. This happened when I was, like, 13. Yeah. I know, but so, smells. S-
1: smells stay with you. For, that's why they tell you when you're revising is to revise your smells. Revise your smells? Uh, so um, they, uh, they say that if you, when you're studying, that's topic. This is like they say, you know, crap on the internet. But uh, <laughs> smells are very good for memory. that uh, One of the methods you should do when studying is have a, something that you can smell now that's distinct and take to the exam with you and smell that's distinct. So the oh. whole time you're studying you have that smell and then when you go to exam you open that smell and it should re-invite the memories of everything you had when you had that smell Oh, and that, like it, it makes sense to me because like the thing i always remember my my memories is the smell is always very distinctive if there was a smell to remember wow I, I gotta admit i haven't forgotten the smell of fucking watermelon
0: rotten watermelon
1: um but yeah so we digress i think my dad taught me that exact same thing in terms of not how hard work is but how important for our level of people, hard work is so important. We're not going to be gifted.
0: No, no, we're so, not going to be gifted. You, we have to work.
1: And that's my story. at Rocky Miles. like, I worked the bare minimum when I was there, but I was without getting, I was an hourly person working on my free time regularly and, you know, putting the extra time and taking control of things that weren't about my job. And that's what I got from my dad is like, you have to work hard to get anywhere.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, and um, it, it, it's it, yeah. I and, and I did a lot of that. I took chances, though, too. Like, I mean, my first web development job or my first web design job, I, I, um, I, I there was no proof that there was going to be a job for me. But I, I, I worked. You know, like, I saw that there might be a possibility, right? Somebody, somebody teased. Or something gave me the impression that there would be an opportunity if I worked for it. And so what I ended up doing was I, I I bought a computer I couldn't afford. I bought software I couldn't afford. I bought all these things and took a chance and then learned all these things. Like I bought Illustrator seven or whatever when, you know, I bought Photoshop. I bought all these programs that were like five hundred bucks or four hundred bucks a piece. They didn't have software suites back then and and and, this and is I, where
1: you made a mistake you should have just done it for free but anyway
0: <laughs> well i didn't want to do that i, I wanted, <laughs> like i know what you're saying like i i don't
1: i don't line I, wire I, do you remember yeah. that from back in the day that I everything
0: i don't i i want to say this was pre line wire
1: oh uh, okay sorry <laughs> yeah
0: yeah so but anyway um yeah so i i went and purchased all these uh, all these pieces of software bought myself a machine and and, and got to work and, and I, and that, that mixed in with a few people who gave me chances, you know, people were letting me, you know, who took a, a chance on me and, and gave me the opportunities, people who liked me for whatever reason, you know, that there was a lot of luck involved, but I also showed up for the luck, right? Yeah. So, so you need, uh, luck you need the luck too. there. They, yeah. And, uh, but, and thankfully, thankfully they there was enough time for me to get ready enough to be able to get the job that i needed that set the rest of my so, life
1: up um, i talk about and miles a lot because that's the only job i've ever had where i've not been bottom entry level like every other job has always been like shitty 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 and then you know worked up uh, but this one was complete luck because i i actually asked for a job and they said no and then a week later they were in talks to launch with british airways and they're like oh that english guy who we spoke to last week. We actually might need someone to work early mornings and have a British accent. Like, let's bring him in. And then they never actually got the contract, but I stayed. Nice.
0: Nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, there was your shot. Yours. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, um, okay. So I, I guess we should wrap this up. Uh, we've kind of jumped all over the place and uh, didn't, you know, again, I, I you know we went into the political stuff i didn't want to kind of
1: i don't think we did political we did how we have been affected by our race and that is not political yeah that would be the same no matter who was president right now
0: yeah uh i think um there's still more we could probably speak on but it's good for now um anyway uh thanks imran um always a pleasure
1: uh, Thanks, it's a pleasure
0: being here as always. All right, so uh, this is Edgar Traves. Thank you for joining us on the Flow Roll Podcast. We'll catch you next time. Bye, guys. Right. Bye, bye. Music, "Better Days Will Come" by Matt Large can be found on Epidemic Sound. If you want to support the podcast, head on over to shop dot dot com. Again, that's shop dot theflowrollpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. Uh, I just uh, talking to Emron today made me realize that I have been very lucky uh, and not everyone has the same kind of luck. Uh, let's be nicer to each other and uh, and I'll catch you on the next episode.
1: Bye.